I hate the federal government, but I need cash now. Well, well here's your stimulus. Now bail this economy out. He's still not really my president, but I need cash now. Well, well here's your stimulus. Now bail this economy out. Bail this economy out. I've done big things, but this one is huge. Money for hamburgers and shiny golf shoes. When's my tea time, Tony? I haven't been to work in weeks, I need cash now. Well, here's your stimulus, now bail this economy out! Hope that it helps out the Dow. Sorry, the bars are closed down. Meow, 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 meow. Turns out, there's no use for a libertarian in a pandemic. Here's your stimulus, now wait this quarantine out! Meow, 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 meow. Just take it. The Born to Be Mild Podcast. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of our little cast. It's the week of March 22nd, 2020. Practicing more than adequate social distancing from 150 miles away, this is Ronald Cabuno, and I'm Peter Crawford. It's obviously been a very interesting week for the entire world, and even I myself had a bit of a sick scare. Ron, how have you been feeling? Buddy, I've been okay. Um, It's been an up and down week for me health-wise, just like it's been for the nation. The nation. Holy shit. I mean, the world. You Um, know, it's okay to say the world, I think. Well, it came to our corner. It did. Yes, Um, it did. (laughs) You know, so right now, as we stand, it is Sunday evening as we record Los Cast. Yeah. And um, we are under a stay-at-home warning in Ohio. The, the wonderful woman crush Wednesday of my life currently, Dr. Amy Acton, came on. <laughs> and, you know, she, she so nicely said that uh, shelter in place is actually something that is nomenclature for the coasts. And so we here in the Midwest, we understand, we understand uh, the wording stay at home. And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, babe. I get you. You know what I mean? She gets us. And that's where we're at. We are at stay at home mode until April 6th. We have finally joined full states such as New York and California yep. um, under the big time lockdown. Uh, shit's going crazy. Which is the way to go right now. Most people agree. It absolutely is. And we are being more than prudent, and we are going to flatten the curve, and that is what it's all about. Flatten the curve, man. That was a term that nobody knew until a week ago. <laughs> like Absolutely. And if you don't understand it now, let three people around you from six feet away or more explain <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, they're all going to know it. Flatten the curve. Right. That's going to be a t-shirt at some point. So we have you know national orders for... Um, keeping the the crowds down and limiting everything. We had Trump on TV for really extended amounts of time. Did we? Not? Oh my gosh! So it was so much fun too. Just extra Trump with all of the extra toppings. It's ridiculous. I think he's really starting to use these nightly updates as his campaign soapboxes, and it is not a good thing. It's not been a good look for him. I usually have a hard time getting through a couple minutes. 
Uh, it's, well, no, it is a, it is good for him just because he gets his fat face out there like it's uh, oh, no. uh, CNN it is, it three is years ago. Out there. It's free, it's free airtime for this guy. He loves it. He's but eating it it's up. not his forte. <laughs> it's, no, no. Obama had a, had a way of reassuring people. Trump has a way of doing just the opposite, almost intentionally, with that reporter's question or whatever. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do know what you mean. Like, he gets really short and really snarky. He doesn't like it. And uh, What do you say to Americans that are scared right now, Mr. Trump? No, I think that's a nasty question. Like, what? How is that a nasty question? What are you talking about? Please reassure us, Mr. <laughs> Commander-in-Chief. You're supposed to be our leader, man. That's not a nasty question. <laughs> Son of a bitch, yeah. Where do we go from here? We have to keep listening Nowhere, to him. Nowhere, Ron. Got... We're staying at home. <laughs> that's where we go. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Only out for the essentials. Yeah, which is a... And a walk. You're allowed to go for walk. a walk. Or a run, even. Um, Hell, yeah. Absolutely. I actually and I will, I saw an interesting list it. of uh, places we were allowed to go. It was the stuff you'd expect. You know, uh, gas stations, grocery stores, uh, convenience stores, you know, laundromats. And then, like, uh, right at the end of the list was liquor stores. <laughs> I was like, well, absolutely. good thing they specified. Because everyone, everyone is seeing the bottom of more bottles right now than ever before. <laughs> yeah, my uh, cousin posted one of those memes that talked about the freshman 15 versus the COVID-19. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think I'm feeling that, too, because I ate a fucking box of moon pies in two days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I hadn't even seen one of those in over a decade, but now I saw many of them disappear. I'm at the stage where I won't get on the scale. So that's where I know I'm uncomfortable. I'm not feeling good. So... Is it about the gyms being closed more or just being at home where there's nothing to do but eat? What do you think? I was grossed out already. Like, I was really anti-gym for the last month or so. I was like, get the creepy crawlies away from me because I had a little eye thing from going in the pool a couple months ago and that had me started for a while. Oh, but yeah. That's neither neither here nor there. But so, like, I was like, all right, I can't wait for the fresh air to get here, daylight savings to begin, and so we can start. Like, we talked now. about that for, like, like, three casts in a row. <laughs> And now I'm like afraid to go outside. Know, right? And now it's here and we're sitting in our rooms. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I, I'm definitely going to break it because um, tomorrow starts my two weeks, you know, home from work and I am going to make the most of it. doesn't mean I'm going to be in home all the time. Got to get that fresh air. We have a 90% chance of rain the next four out of five days in a row. So it's looking real sweet. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're just going to get the umbrella out and uh, slog through it as long as we want to get some uh, fresh air. Yeah, you got to get out there. I, you know, I don't have a problem really. Like the the whole uh, idea of uh, the quarantine, I was like, okay, so I got to stay at home with the woman I love, and I've got a million video games and movies and, and Netflix and books to read and all kinds of stuff. But you know what? When you tell me I can't do something, it's like all of a sudden now I'm like, whoa! Now maybe I want to go downtown. Maybe I'm getting back into the scene, man. You can't tell me what to do. I'm going to the gym in two months. Now I want to go. Like it's the, the American mentality of just you're getting the itch. Yeah, you, you can't, and you're feeling anti. When you can't do something, it hasn't changed since I was a teenager. The first time I'm not allowed. You got to a do rebellious something. streak in you, man. You're, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna be out there. Like you're asking, just walking around five feet away from people, just pissing Test everyone me. off. Test me, absolutely. <laughs> Measure it, bro. I'm actually running a mild fever. Don't tell the cops. You know what I mean? <laughs> just <laughs> gently coughing. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna catch eyeballs absolutely oh for sure and so speaking of eyeballs like all right so 
working in my industry, you got a lot of people who have a lot of bravado. And I was definitely catching some eyeballs because I wore a mask and gloves to work. And a lot of people were not feeling that. Um, I have to say, like I was getting back to my um, my week of health. I took Tuesday off because I wasn't feeling good. I had a cough and a sore throat that lasted like a couple weeks. So I was like, all right. Yeah, you went to – I'm going to let this You thing. went to urgent care, right? I, I went to – I went to urgent care and it was kind of crazy because they diverted me away from my normal urgent care facility to this kind of quarantine facility down the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was set up straight up out of uh, outbreak. Um, I, I parked my car and was immediately greeted by the police and they told me stay in the car and they took my number from a distance and uh, told me they would call me when I can come in. And then when I went in, it was just like I was hearing on like the New York Times podcast. It was all these people getting cross-trained from shit they didn't understand, just basically for intake mm-hmm. or for taking vitals or whatever. But it was all hands on deck and everybody was head to toe. And I even got uh, seen by a doctor in a psychiatrist's office, uh, you know, had got, you know, taken up for this cause. <laughs> so it was kind of weird, man. Um, so did he like was, actually um, do psychiatry stuff on you or was it a regular doctor's visit? She, she, excuse me. Ooh, she, gender you, bias. You presumptive. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I see that is, it's not the a good sex, look Welcome on back you. to I, the I sexism cast. <laughs> yeah. I apologize for Pete, Excuse me, everyone. ladies and feminists out there. No, but honestly, she was, she was absolutely more than professional, um, more than any guy I've seen in the past three years. And good. Um, not only that, but she was really reassuring and she was really hardworking. And, you know, I even mentioned to her, like it was 70 degrees the day before I was like, did you at least get outside? And she like, you know, I, I got outside for five minutes, but that was it. And, and she had been working like nonstop. So these people are getting ready and they're ramped up. And, you know, with the way that New York has totally started ramping up um, seeing vulnerable populations pop up with this and uh, you know so didn't we see that uh, Weinstein has this shit in Rikers or whatever yeah Weinstein he's in prison and he's got the corona so there's got to be a there's got to be a breakout in there right like how how is there not it's prison this is like the this is the bad scenario where you have uh, confined populations that are exposed to this shit and um, I'm not going to say I'm I don't feel as bad for the prisoners as I do for the people in the nursing home, but that's who I'm really worried about, man. Sure. Like, people like that that are just sitting ducks for this. And, um, you know, Cuomo has been at odds with the president, not not just, you know, since his tenure began, but, like, <laughs> definitely since this whole crisis began, uh-huh. and they've been definitely on different tracks on, on how to deal with this. Um, he's been managing it really well, and they're still well overwhelmed already. Yeah, well, they they got a late jump, and um, you know we can we can point fingers about whose fault that was. Um, largely, you know, you could say it falls on the president, but I think the nation as a whole was a little bit cocky, a little bit headstrong coming into this uh, when it when it broke out in like late January, was it? Uh, we started really hearing a lot about it, and I, nobody was worried here. And then all of a sudden, it was just here. And you can say I, that. It, but, you know, you have these people, these leading scientists for years going to conferences talking about how flu pandemics are the number one threat to civilization and society as we know. Yeah. It. And they've been ringing the alarm bell for years and years. So, like, maybe the Obama administration was asleep at the wheel for years as well. But we oh, know I'm sure. for sure 
he cut the actual office in within the CDC that was for um, global pandemic diseases. Yeah, the, the whole pandemic response force was uh, basically null and void. So right. So and then he lied about it, kind of. And then he was like, "Yo, Tony, it was that you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. I just work here." That's what John Oliver said. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I saw that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in he has been in studio by himself. Because that was wild. even John what Oliver amazing episode. in quarantine in a white room with no audience, with no laugh, no track. laugh track, and I, I, <laughs> I applaud him for that because and it was still those, funny. Those jokes still, yeah, yeah, it was still funny. I thought it was great. Yeah, absolutely. So, did you know that the Spanish flu might have started in Kansas? Yeah, I knew that um, it didn't origin uh, originate in Spain. Uh, they called it the Spanish flu for some obscure reason. Um, I, I, think I have it, that obscure reason. I think it was somebody identified it from there, right? It was a Spanish scientist well, or something that identified it? what it was, was that Spain was neutral in whatever conflict or something was going on at the time. Uh-huh. So everywhere else was not going to report it because they didn't want to lower morale. But Spain was being honest about reporting it. So around the world, that's the only place they were hearing reports from. Okay. And that's why it got the name. All right. So isn't that interesting? I mean, it's just like you find out like you could have been blaming these fuckers for all these all this time, and uh, turns out uh, you know they were just doing the right thing. Yeah, and and you call it the Spanish flu, and now it kind of feels like it falls on their shoulders. Like, oh, you guys gave yeah. us that bad flu back in nineteen fifty, and like, like <laughs> we were the good guys, you know, man. We're, just, we're doing our job. Right. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then meanwhile, so Trump is calling. Calling the the, the uh, COVID virus, He's calling it the China the flu. The China flu, yeah. Which I mean, it's it, crossed out on <laughs> his on his sheets. It's crossed out on his speeches, and instead of saying, it's honestly not uh, that whatever. big of a deal, but it's super funny <laughs> because. What do you mean? It's a huge. Why? Deal. Did, why it's is it a huge, huge deal? deal. I, it, I mean, it came because from China. That's where it originated, at least that we know of. Pete, there you go. That's like that's the exact like kind of. Um, Thing that we're trying to go against here. Well, it, it broke is, out in uh, uh, in uh, Wuhan, so isn't I mean? No, we as f- you just said, as far as we know, so because we don't we have know, any information yes. to trace it further back, but that's where it broke but out. It could actually have broken out in Italy. You know, last the vast year. majority of scientists agree that it was some kind of a contaminant around a food, like a bat or something. Like, no, I know, I get it, I and get it was it. in China at those China markets, which they're so, trying to eliminate right now. Good luck. <laughs> of course, the wet markets, yeah. yes. But even if they were able to do that and trace it back to China, it doesn't serve anyone a good purpose because you have a lot of people who are being discriminatory based on that moniker given to the flu. You don't have to be racist against Chinese people because the the flu came from China. It has one has nothing to do with the other. Well, I, I would, and now that it's here in our community, I would argue no that reason to be racist. I would argue that it's the people who are now racist against Chinese people who are the racists. Identifying it from the location where we knew it came from, I don't think that's racist. I China's think a place. That when you have the scientific community wanting to call it COVID nineteen. And then you subjectively change it as the president, then that yes. is subjective, no, no, see, not objective. That's where I agree with you. And yes. that is inciting racism. On a presidential point, level, point blank. it is kind of strange. Why didn't he just call it's it COVID nineteen or the coronavirus or whatever? You know, but yeah, it was kind of weird that because he suddenly he switched has it up. Political or racial ends, one of the two, because he wants to you know leverage it over China in some fashion because he wants to save his ass in one way or another but either way it's ill will and it's um 
It's bad form. Okay. Well, I I thought, you know, I always think he's out of line, but uh I personally I guess <laughs> okay, I didn't good. find it as big good. of a deal as you did. So, I thought I thought no, it was just another can, uh, goofy Trump moment to throw into the massive Let's talk catwalk. about what is a big deal. What's a big deal? How about a couple senators dumping stock yeah, now that's a big deal. That's what I wanted to hit on. Insider trading. When I was saying earlier, we weren't making a big deal out of it as a country as a whole. And the reason we weren't is because the government really wasn't saying anything to us. But fucking clearly, they knew stuff. That wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> like, these people knew stuff, and they should be held accountable. Or I'm in that camp, at least. What we know is that they knew what we knew. As informed citizens, I knew almost as much as they knew at that time. You don't think they had more intel so, than we did? No, I mean, maybe just slightly a week or two, but all they knew was that, yes, it is going to be perilous when it gets here, not if. So we're sitting here saying that's probably going to happen, and we were right. Of course it's going to get here. But yeah. the point is is that they were towing the Trump line while they were themselves believing the actual line of scientific reasoning. Oh, one of the fours was a, a Democrat, right? I'm pretty sure. So Very possibly. Yeah. Any way you look at it, they were sitting there with privy information. But it, I don't know if the Democrats were sitting there downplaying it. If one of the Democrats were accused of insider trading, that's one thing. But if they were accused of also then being two-faced and denying the news, that's another. Right. Well, and that, I, we don't have anything. And that's to, what you saw out of the Republicans. Right. I was going to say, there's nothing so to corroborate that. Here, but yeah, I, yeah, the Republicans... Well, okay. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Keep going first. <laughs> All I'm saying is there's definitely uh, a wrong and a double wrong. Agree. There. Yeah, 100%. And I don't know how you look at that story and you don't think, okay, like, I, I don't think that we were prepped enough. And you you can blame Trump. You can blame a lot of people. But as a country, I we were so headstrong. And I've used that word twice now, but that's really how it felt. It, like we, I almost felt like everyone just was just like, eh, it'll be, you know, another H1N1 or whatever and It'll pass, and that's it. And now the whole country's on lockdown. Like, I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. So, Well, you know, just being the normal uh, or your average New York Times daily listener, I was sitting here scared shitless for weeks. I've known about this for weeks. I've been sounding the alarm bell like uh, Chicken Little, the sky is falling. <laughs> and um, I've really been stockpiling and... Trying to take it lightly, but take it seriously. And I guess that was the wrong approach because we have needed higher demands on our governments to impose things upon us. And we needed to be leaning on them a little earlier, I guess, mm -hmm. as, as a collective. Um, because this is serious shit, but people have known about it, man. Like the spread from east to west, my goodness, yeah. has been predicted for so long. And then when we saw it roiling... Uh -huh. um, I mean, I, first of all, I'm amazed at how Wuhan is now able to say that they have no new cases of this yeah, already. Yeah, that's what they're reporting, so we can take it with a grain of salt, but we know for a fact they've done it, not to use a Trump word, but a tremendous job of handling what was a really serious outbreak just like a month and a half ago. So, Right, well, they've also done it by extreme draconian measures that, that we, we are, are not, not able to of. replicate. Correct. Right. So our societal and communal spread will continue in a more moderate fashion than theirs. and um, Extremely moderate. I mean, yeah, people in Florida are still doing spring break right now. Well, they're done now. They closed down the beach. I don't know. I've got a buddy down there who's still going to parties and stuff. 
He just went to Sarasota for some kind of a beach party. No, they're going to actually enforce that stuff, like, starting Monday, I believe. I hope nationwide. so. Nationwide. I mean, the, um, it's ridiculous. I don't know. We'll have to see. They, just uh, today, I saw, see... like, four to nine cases already came out from spring break of uh, uh, confirmed positive for the virus. And if there's four to nine, that means there's got to be 500. Oh, no. These people but, are in a swimming I mean, if you're looking together. at Florida, <laughs> you have to be looking right next door at Louisiana. Louisiana is one of the hardest hit states in the entire country. Is it? I haven't noticed um, that. Because okay. they are so social and they have, you know, a very at-risk population down there as well. They've had a lot of uh, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot older of people. bad cases. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Well, I mean, Florida and, has a lot of um, older people too. Obviously, they do. They really do. Yeah. I mean, my mother lives down there, so. Um, and my mother is there right now, and she is under quarantine in her sun porch. And I'm like, can a gecko give her this shit? Because you know we got to make sure the screens close right. all day. Is that gecko coughing? <laughs> is it a dry cough? <laughs> um. Well, yeah, that was something that was burning people's ass uh, all week with uh, just pictures being posted of giant parties and everybody else is sitting in their houses like like we weren't already jealous of Florida. Now we have to hate you for being irresponsible and putting people at risk. I don't know. Yeah, well, like I said, we're just going to have to lock down state lines when we have somebody who's being real dum-dums next door. Right. It's like, sorry, you can't come over here until October and then you only have a one-month window when it ramps up again. And uh, it, you're not. And to be fair to Florida, it, that it wasn't Floridians. This was like people coming from other states, spring breakers, partiers, college kids, whatever. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Going there for nothing but breaking rules, and so might as well add that to the pissing list. people off. Oh God, that is a tough week, man. Yeah, there's uh, there's an exponential amount of things to talk about. Um, I I finally bit my fingernails. Oh, yeah, you, you said you weren't doing that. Yeah, I scrubbed them real good. <laughs> Get some sanitizer on there first. Oh, so much, so much. And I do. I go to the Wet Ones website, and then I check. Oh, I shouldn't be telling people this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I also, by the way, for all of our listeners out here, I had to second-guess myself on a Share the Stash challenge. I didn't follow up with any of you guys with that because... I'm like, wait a second, this is going to be a total targeting issue, and uh, people are going to just be going after people who share the, the nicest stash of food or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, that could cause a lot of trouble, so we're not going to even go there. Um, but yeah, it's no good. So um, I do have a lot of wipes. I got a lot of wipes. I got a lot of hand sanitizer, and I got wipes. Those are the two big ones right there. The kid. I don't get the thing with with toilet paper. What is it? I don't understand why. Why is that the first thing that everybody thinks of? I think because they were assuming they weren't going to be able to get out of their house. You know how many other things that I would be worried about other than my my ass wiping commodities? Like, I no, I'm worried about that, but I always have that shit on hand. Part of the I do pun. too, but there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole point is the shit is not on hand and on paper. Well, I have. I have very nice two ply, you know, Kirkland's or oh, whatever. Good Lord. And then I and then I also plug here and then I also have the You're wipes. plugging Costco. And that's the Yeah, and then that is the differentiating factor whenever you go into anybody's house, do they have the wipes on hand or are they Neanderthals? Oh yeah. No, are we've they... got the 100% set up. I mean it, it it's of it's course. 2020 people. Get yourself the wipes, get the double ply. Or, or I'm leaving. And, and offer <laughs> or it I'm to leaving yourself your house. and others. <laughs> offer it to yourself and then others. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, treat yourself in that regard because you don't need to be going around with a stinky ass because all you're using is a dry remedy. This is ridiculous. That's right. I mean, if you had shit, How if you had like shit so on your long? hand, you wouldn't just take a piece of paper and like casually just wipe it off and then go about your day. <laughs> right into that arm hair. Right into that arm hair. You got it. No. I've been watching this uh, show on uh, Netflix. Actually, I finished it. I, I don't recommend it. It's not a great show. Um, but it was called A uh, Hundred Humans. Um, it was interesting in the way that they basically had a hundred people and they had the same hundred for all, uh, I think, eight episodes. And they performed um, experiments. Some of them were like known, regular, psychological, human experiments. But uh, these were people from all demographics, all ages, walks of life. And a lot of them were really interesting. And one of them was the classic, uh, you know, how do you uh, hang your toilet paper roll? And they, they took it, you know, like with the paper forward or backwards. And they took it even further, like <laughs> what percentage, since they had 100 people, they're like, what percentage of people wipe forward and what percentage of people wipe backward? And I'm sitting here uh-huh. thinking like, wait, I was like, okay, maybe girls do it. No, but there was a dude who apparently <laughs> wipes the other direction. You're no, lying. no, this guy, I mean... Check out this show. It's actually hysterical. Um, it, it's that's disgusting. It's not a good show. No, I'm not going to watch the show. All I did was I I looked upon your recommendation. I googled it. I saw very bad reviews. Oh yeah, it's I really it's it not a good show. And then I, but I closed the window and I waited for you to talk about it on the it's show. Actually, so, it's an yeah. interesting show. But this is the only part I wanted to talk about. Is like all the different things are yeah. like what percentage of people like look at the paper after they're done. What percentage of people stand up and look in the toilet when they're done. And, like, it was, I don't know, it was kind of interesting. Like, almost everyone did all of those. But the one thing that got me is the dude who's wiping his ass in the other direction. And that's just what he does. Yeah, back to front. Back to front. Right right across the bottom of the scrote. I don't know. Well, my question is, are you reaching in? Are you pulling up a scrote and then reaching in from the middle? Or are you going back to front from around No, he actually showed us his motion. It was basically... And it was through the legs? It was from behind and then through the legs from behind. No, but... No, that it's one or the other. It's either wrapped around, normal oh, no, style... Oh, no, no, but see, he was wrapped around, but he, he like, wiped toward the other... Di- that's what I mean, but that's that's different than going girl-style five... No, on. you're right. I didn't understand what they were saying at first, and I was like, maybe they're talking about girls, but then they, they showed this guy. He was apparently the only guy who said he wiped that direction, and... He was doing that motion. No, I but was like, do you understand what I'm saying? Girls, girls wipe in the five hole, and it's different than wiping back to front from the back. No, I know. I understand that. I'm just talking about this dude. <laughs> he didn't wipe from the front. Okay, not not girl style. Yeah, because that would be crazy. Because that's what I'm saying. That's when you got to lift up a scroll and then pull it you towards you. No, he didn't do it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, no, he was I mean. he was pushing from behind, which I think is equally as bizarre. <laughs> it's totally crazy either way. I just needed to. I just needed to you wanted you wanted the vision going on reasoning. Okay, yeah, because it sounded like he gave a demo, so I needed the. Vision. He did give a demo, so he exactly. had his pants up. Yeah, thankfully. All right, 100 Humans on Netflix. Nobody watch Don't it. Don't watch it. It's not that good. <laughs> it's sort of interesting if you're super bored, which you will be if you live in America right now. Right. So put that at the bottom speaking, of your list to watch. Speaking of dumb shit to watch, have you heard about the Big Three bubble tourney? Big – no. Tell me. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Well, you know the Big Three league? You know the washed-up NBA yes. players? 
All right. God, so I almost they forgot about are that. proposing. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Well, they should partner with the XFL with a we're still right. here. We're back. Um, and I think we're a little better. <laughs> advertising campaign. Yeah, no. But um, so they have this thing where if you are quarantined and show and exhibit no signs of the coronavirus for however long, then you get to stay in a pod with all these other players and they will play in like, you know, biodome conditions where they're just quarantines off with each other. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that way they get around not being able to have sports. As long as they go through the process and do it all together and stay together, then they can compete against each other together. Yeah, no. If you're quarantined with everybody, I mean, I guess you're good to go. I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I think if they're up for it, that's kind of cool. And if they are some way that they can assure themselves that they're being as safe as possible or, or just as safe as you would might be in your own home, fucking why not, right? Hey, I am on board for anybody playing sports and me watching them. And it's definitely better than the shit you sent me that you saw with the NBA 2K, the NBA 2K being uh, broadcast. <laughs> replacing the, the regular, the regular season. season. Like, yeah, that was so, so funny. what this is was NBA players playing themselves and you watching the NBA players play the video games. Of themselves against the other NBA right. players, but it, it's NBA 2K. Oh my so god! So it's like yeah, the graphics are pretty good. It looks here. pretty real. We're not, you know, it's not it Jordan does. versus you're right, Bird you're right. from when we were kids, but but they're not real moves. This is in the virtual world, and I guess you know if you want to watch Twitch already, <laughs> then you definitely would be predisposed to watching this. But if you're just a regular normal human, that is not the case. No, it's it's actually ridiculous. But I thought it was so fascinating that they would do something like this. I'm actually getting sure. a little concerned that we're not going to be back for football. And that's one of the most depressing things. I mean, don't oh, get me wrong. Buddy. I don't want to downplay the virus. I know. I know. But holy cow. I, but we'll be back by then. We'll be back by then. Absolutely. And we'll be ready and raring to go by then. Absolutely. I hope so. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of time between then and now. We're going to hopefully cancel a baseball season. I don't really care about that. I'm a baseball fan, um, but yeah. That's fine, but it's okay. It'll be back. It's fine. But football's important. These 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 careers are short. You know, you can't miss them. It's like <clears throat> Olympic careers. The windows are small. Speaking of Olympics, you know, we're looking they I think they proposed the pushback now, but it's like, holy shit, how can you not? Right. Yeah, um it, it is. It's 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 not even just about the fans. Uh a lot of those guys, especially guys like running backs and defensive linemen, um, they don't have long careers. So I mean Kevin Durant, he was uh he got the the, the COVID nineteen virus. And, uh, what, like four or five other NBA players? I don't know. Nets. Um, well, there was like four Nets alone. Oh, yeah, just just I on think. his team, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and it's, Brooklyn, it's like, okay, you know. well, so uh, Durant, you know, regardless, he's going to miss the season, miss, miss the end of last season, whatever. It doesn't matter. These guys play for like 20 years. LeBron's going to be 50, still playing. Somebody like Tom Brady is a massive outlier in football. These guys miss one season. It could be like you know, 10 to 15% of their entire income for their career. Todd Gurley just got released. Uh, God, that's Todd Gurley was just playing at Georgia. Like literally, I don't know, eight years ago. That's insane. No, but Todd Gurley was just the best running back two weeks ago. Well, yeah, he's, been, he's been the best running so back like, for a couple of years, but he's going to be, that's it. I mean, it's only going to be these years and he's being written off. Th- these are the only years he's going to have for that. And that's the whole point. He's done. No, he's done. It's uh, it's already been eclipsed. He's on the downturn, according to, you know, the Rams, because they don't see a future with him. 
hopefully, you know, not everyone's Adrian Peterson. Right. Well, Peterson was kind of an outlier too, but um, especially for a running back. That's what I mean. And uh, yeah. I, Tomlinson t- was too, to a degree. But I think that, uh, yeah, that might be a little premature for Gurley considering the, the circumstances right now. But that that's the whole point though. Nobody looks at the shelf He's life on running backs. limited availability. They, they're like, okay, well, we're, we're done for maybe this season, so you're out for next season or I don't know. It, it taking away the football season in the NFL, and actually, it, it's bad for college kids too because it could you only got like one or two year window to show yourself off and get drafted. So it's a really significant thing to cancel. It is, you know. Th- but speaking of speaking of school, more important things. I just yeah. saw that they canceled standardized testing for the year for the school kids. Yeah. Well, they canceled everything's like, been canceled pretty much, hasn't it? That's what yeah. I mean. Like I, well, yeah. I think they said that they they're not going to go back in session for the rest of the year or something. Yeah, no, that that's been actually for over a week or two now. I think. Right. I mean, it's just oh, wow. Yeah. What an upheaval into everyone's lives and systems, and you have people like everything gets put on hold. This whole world and the world around us is now hitting the pause button for an indefinite amount of time. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, it is. The indefinite part is what I think gets to a lot of people. If we knew it was just going to be a week or two weeks, but I don't think anyone's looking at like this two week hiatus is like, it's definitely going to be two weeks. We don't know how long it's going to be. No, no. What we're looking at is this is the best start at addressing it that we know. So that's what it's called. The best start, you know? Well, this is what places like South Korea, uh, places who have been successful. This is the kind of tactics they've taken. And if we can get people in, uh, I don't know, spring breakers in Florida to all follow along, it will, as we said, flatten the curve. So it is what it is. But we don't know how long that's going to take. I think a little bit of leaning on your fellow citizen is not the worst idea in these times. Like, if you see somebody fucking up, call them out and say, do you have a grandmother that you'd like to have alive, you know, until she dies as naturally of death as possible? Yeah. Do you, you know, would you like to protect your friends and family from COVID-19? I don't know. Right. Like, what do you say people to people are really sure. who are just you know so what? ignorant it's, in the face I of it? I think it's important to make the distinction, too, uh, because a lot of people are, are kind of uh, reiterating this rhetoric. Uh, man, that's a mouthful. Um, that it's mainly only the elderly and the sick or immunocompromised respiratory illness, whatever, that are going to die from COVID-19. But not the, not case. the case. I mean, yes, it's it's more common, but you can die from this in your 20s, in your 30s. There, I mean, there are well, documented just, let's cases. Let's not talk about just dying and mortality. Well, you know, get really, really case, sick. But get average, really, really sick, yeah. But average that's hospitalization what people, age though, is, it's gotta is be death. 51. It's got to be death Time to scare out. people. Hospitalization is 51. So we're talking about being on a ventilator, going to the ICU. Average age for this, I think they said, is 51. And you have other risk factors in this country, such as obesity, diabetes, uh, smoking, which they had in China, but other things that were not present in those other countries that will be unique to the United States' uh, citizenry's uh, response to this disease, you know? It's going to be very, it's going to be a very American response. And we, we're going to wait and figure out what, what we have to do in accordance with that. Yeah. And, well, I think, like I said earlier, I think we're taking the, the steps right now that we're supposed to be taking. Um, it's just really scary uh, to look around and see most of the populace 
in compliance with one another, in compliance with what they're asking us to do. And then you've got these people, and it really doesn't take that many, that large of a uh, fraction of the population to just totally throw off the entire system. Like, you have to get most everyone in line with this, or it doesn't work. You can't have these spring breakers going down, swimming in pools with coronaviruses, and then going back to their homes. And, yeah, it's it's just, it's frustrating. Now, you want to use that... Um that example again and again, but I think that there are so many different segments of the population that disregard this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm just pointing to that because it's it's really, uh, it's low-hanging fruit. But this is, yeah, absolutely all over the country. You don't have to be on spring break to be ignoring these rules. No, but it got me to something else I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Because you have a segment of the population that would rather be a denier until it's too late and then overdo it in terms of their response. Uh, for instance, um, little anecdotal story. Mm-hmm. When I was passing by the gun store this week. Okay. <laughs> you know, passing by the local gun store on the way to my wife's restaurant. And uh, there's a line outside because there are a limited number of people allowed in the store at one time. And everybody's racing to get a gun in these desperate times. Well, everyone's concerned about looters. They, they, everyone's, everyone's predicting concerned anarchy. about looters. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Everyone predicts anarchy, but these people prepare for it and they revel in it and they wait for it and they fantasize about it and they fetishize it uh, in unsafe ways. These are the same people that would rather watch zombie apocalypse movies than anything else. It's not going to work like that, and it doesn't work like that. You can see an actual outbreak going on in the streets, and it's nothing like a movie. And these people are just fearful people, for the most part, and they're overreacting. And they think that they're going to solve it with violence and with deadly force. And it sickens me. It is. It is fearful. It is reactionary. And they do fetishize it. Uh, You see a lot of those, those, um, those memes circulating where it's like, you know, somebody challenging someone to come into their home. And like cock, you know, with like some kind of a cocky demeanor, like, good luck it's when you disgusting. step into my living room because you're going to be, it's like, whoa, bro. Like, you, do you want people but to you come in so you can just shoot them? Is that what you're asking they for? They do. They do. And I know a lot of people, these country folks, man, like these motherfuckers, they're always getting in run-ins with the law because they're always up to no good. And they're always needing guns because they're always brandishing them themselves. You know, it's like. It's, it's, there is a quite a bit of lawlessness, and those people are going to be the first people to not follow the rules, to, to F things up for the rest of us, and then think that they can come and, like, uh, you know, have a shootout with you for the last roll of toilet paper. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know? Why is everything right, come so back to this. toilet paper? <laughs> so get yeah. this. I'm rolling by the gun store, and I go real slow. And I'm with my family, so it gives you a little a little uh, flavor for the environment. And I'm taking photos while driving. Don't tell any. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. All right, keep going. I'm going about five miles an hour. <laughs> all and right, I right. see a very long line of people, and I'm getting a good shot. And they notice me taking the photo, and they start looking and like kind of like oogling and a couple waving. And then I get real close, and I notice that I know two of the people in line back to oh back. Oh, my God. So what do I do? I cannot, I cannot waste this opportunity. So I yell out and I go, hey, I know two of the fuckers in line for guns. What the hell is going on? 
Do you guys have no faith in your fellow man, and do you not realize you cannot shoot a virus? And the entire what was line this uh, cracks New up. York pseudo Boston accent you had going on there? <laughs> because I felt like it was the best way to disarm him. You know what I mean? And it's really kind of a Youngstown thing. So like, I was like, oh, you know, I see, I know two of you fuckers in line right now. Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you guys doing over yeah. here? Can we not have a little bit of faith? All right, yeah, that's definitely you know? some Bronx action. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with the, somebody getting a gun to pr- protect their family if they've got it at home, they're responsible. But if, if now is the time that you feel you need to go purchase guns, it makes me wonder what's going on in your mind. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, that's just, I just think that that's case in point of someone not doing not preparing for this thing the right way right exactly (laughs) like that shouldn't be you're going to the store for the wrong things bro it's right up there with toilet paper you know you should already have that if that's something you needed like right now isn't the time there's other things to buy get some food get some normal things buy some media get yourself a nintendo switch like why i don't know and i'm not saying that the potential of things going south because it's America. You don't know. We don't know. We're, we're kind of in untested territory right now, right? Absolutely. So we, Absolutely. T- we don't know. We think we know, but we don't totally There's know. a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of uncertainty, but there is a uh, an approach to uh, a mindset, and the mindset is how do we plan on solving the problems that might come our way? And so we fill our toolkits at home and in our heads with what we feel are the best tools to deal with those things. And some people choose weapons and some people don't. Right. I mean, and again, I don't have a problem with somebody uh, responsibly owning a weapon, but um, I guess it's just something that I never, you know I never what I mean? think about it. Just it just puts you in a mindset, man. If you buy guns and you think about guns, mm-hmm. then you're thinking about violence more than other people. You've got it in your head already. And whether it's warranted or not by something that's happened in your history, the point is is that it's taking that place in your psyche. It's taking up that much room in your everyday. Well, their rationalization and, is that they're being prepared and that we are not. And But time and again, it does not come. You can keep saying that, but you're wasting your time. And if all you're doing is making other people scared when it doesn't happen to them time and again, then all you've done is infected the population with fear. Because it hasn't bore out in the numbers. It's not worth being prepared for. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know what I it mean? really illustrates you know, like, that right now. Because it, this is this is obviously fear-driven uh, firearm purchasing, right? I mean, that's that's all it is. You know what I like? I like the I like the Christian or the everyday saying, "If it's my time, it's my time." Now you can do things to put yourself in the best situation to extend that time as best you can by not eating hamburgers <laughs> and uh, you know choosing the broccoli as much as you can, but you can also stay safe and all that good stuff. But sometimes it's just up to chance, and sometimes it's not worth worrying about to that extent where you're living your life in fear unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, <laughs> th- this is a really deep rabbit hole, but a, a lot of people, you know, on their deathbed, they're like, man, I should have eaten more bacon. You know, I should have taken more chances. I should have. And I, I don't think that if I'm going to, if I'm going to make a decision uh, where I think it's, I'm gambling my life, whether it be eating a double cheeseburger or not owning a gun or I don't know. These are the kind of small risks that you kind of have to take as a human being in order to just live your life normally. And I don't want to walk around strapped, wearing Kevlar, 
you know, worrying that like some dude is going to come loot my house for my Charmin, or if it's your house, no. your double ply no, Kirkland. You know, it's just uh, I, I just can't I can't wrap my mind around obsessing about something like that to the point where I'm like, dude, I've got to I've got to man up and uh, get a new Glock. I've only got four. Yeah, and you have to have <laughs> one. Yeah, in every room of the house, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's 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 never one. It's or it's very rarely one. Right. Um. But we're getting into the gun so, conversation yeah. here, which is kind of not the whole. But that is that is interesting that you knew two people. <laughs> right in a row, standing back in line. Back to back in line. Yeah, were they together? I was like, yo, Steve. Were they together? Yes, no. I was like, they didn't even, they don't even know each other. They don't even know each other. Oh my God. And I just knew them both. I was like, Steve, Freddie, you know? And then um, I was like, Steve, what the hell are you doing in line? And he's like, uh, uh, I'm just here to get a thermos. <laughs> and I was like, a fucking bullshit. A thermos. <laughs> and then I saw, dude, get this, because I was waiting at the Who goes to the gun store for a thermos? I saw, I was waiting at my wife's restaurant, and I was able to be there long enough where I saw him come out of the store. So I yell over to him. I'm like, that's a real big thermos you got there. And I go over to him, and he's like, yeah, it's an AR-15. <laughs> I was like, An essential. fucking Christ, man. <laughs> and you know what I think he said? I think he said it was for his wife. The AR-15 was for his wife. Okay. I, You know what I mean? Like, they said that he... He said that there was somebody coming through his neighborhood uh, pretending to be HOA and it spooked someone out. Why can't she get a 9 mm got to have one too. <laughs> I don't know. They probably already have that, but they wanted the full assortment for her as well in pink. Right. I don't know. I need to tear through this guy's you chest. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not sure. Not sure, bro. I just know that there was one more in uh, circulation that day. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, the, it's impact on guns, impact on... The, the the coronavirus the, the covid-19 um the, the the china virus as it were is really kind of touched everything in our in our life the last i mean you can't get on social media every single post every single channel every th- news stations it's it's unbelievable uh the the way that this has just spread a blanket over our entire culture yeah but as far as politics is concerned um we have basically had an end to the Democratic primary because it, nobody even cares anymore what's happening. No, they're just like, whatever, nobody Biden, knows. that's fine. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Can we get on to the general now? Because we want an alternative to Trump. Uh, we want to see how he works this thing out, but he hasn't been doing a good job so far. So please give us our clear-cut alternative to start looking at right now. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where we're at. And Bernie should be giving his res- resignation any hour now, any day now. But he's <laughs> he not be. going to, I don't think. No, he's going to fight, but um, it's it's going to be Biden. And um, it's going to be crucial who Biden picks as his running mate, which I think is still down the road. Uh, he, he, he committed to saying he's going to choose a woman. Biden committing to a woman right now is the smartest thing he can do for his campaign. And obviously the people that were running against him make the best running mates. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. I, and most, you know, most election years, you do see that the front runners are, uh, you know, runners up or close to it in the, uh, the primaries. It's kind of interesting because he didn't need to do that, but he did it anyway. So it's kind of like he played a strong hand saying, I want a woman. Not like he's, you know... I, he played a strong hand, maybe, but there's a strong field. That's why he was able to do it. it. Ex- there is exactly. There is a top. strong field, and you know that the woman vote is going to be huge this year. And I don't even know if he necessarily had someone in mind right away when he said that. I'm sure he did, but I don't know if he was like 100% on anyone yet. I just think he knew. 
He's like, yeah, I definitely need a woman, and I'm just going to tell him. And so, like, I think that when you see when you see Klobuchar, Warren, and Harris all at the top, right. you have three women who bring completely different things to their completely different. Right? Yeah. So, like, you have Warren, um, who would be bringing in people from the left for the most part, and uh, you have Klobuchar, who would be. Uh, reassuring and buttressing the confidence and the competence vote. And then you have Harris, who would probably be coming in with a bit more tenacity and who would be able to really be someone who could obviously bring in a minority vote. Yeah, she would be the hot be out there on stage and she would be tearing Mike Pence apart in ways that the other two wouldn't be able to. And she would be able to go on the offensive for Joe in a little bit more of a convincing way than the other two. Because let's be honest, um, Amy Klobuchar doesn't have the best speaking voice. And obviously we all know about how Elizabeth Warren is off putting to some people in her professorial tones. Exactly. So they all have their own thing that they would bring to the table. Yeah, you're going to bring in uh, the woman vote no matter what. Um, but Klobuchar is so – she's so vanilla. I, and she's also she, – she's too much of a – she's too much in line with what Biden already is. And you really don't want to – I mean you can stack your ticket that way, no doubt. But um, he does more by going with Harris or Warren. Obviously with Warren. Absolutely. She's definitely the third choice out of the three. Yeah. So we're going to have uh, the Bernie crowd once again – just like four years ago, feeling pretty pretty alienated because their guy's going to be God, out yes. and they're going to they're going to curse the DNC and they're going to be maybe again hesitant to come out. And you bring in somebody no, like but Warren. What we've seen is that what we've seen is that the Bernie crowd is smaller than it was three years ago. So it's like it's less people that are disappointed. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I think it's because we had a better feel. I mean, you know, four years ago it was just it was Bernie more diverse. And yes, just, it was just the two. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So, but I think that, like, I think that their message has gotten somewhere because you have more than just Bernie espousing those views in this race, in this primary race. So these mm-hmm. things have bubbled up because of him, and his legacy is being built because of that. And I was just saying the other day that he is. He is, um, he's not the best messenger of his own messages because he's falling a little flat compared to Biden. He's a little, he's a little stale up there. And there are people who are younger and more vital than him and who can bring a little bit more nuance to the exact messages that he's arguing for. Yeah, I agree. And I've, I said all along, uh, that it wasn't going to be about Sanders himself. It was going to be about the uh, the crowd and the generation that um, his ideals are influencing, because he's not going to be president. But um, somebody said it. The, somebody said it best. Bernie is a cause, not a candidate. Yeah, he really is. That yeah, that's that's excellent. And it's that's unfortunate because he's he's an honest man, and you know that's what we need in politics. He is our fucking. People honest can call man. him kooky, and they can say he's unrealistic, or they can call him a socialist, or whatever they want. But the truth is, the dude is. Out of all of the politicians, he's the one that really is trying to rip money away from politics, rip money away from corporations. And I think a lot of American people want and help that. out, help out average people. Make sure that everyone gets floated. All boats get floated in the, in the, the richest sea yeah, in the world. He's very much wanting to help the middle and the lower class. And again, that's why he gets called a socialist, but, uh, the dude's heart was in the right place. And, you know, what, whether or not you were going to be a Bernie guy, I don't know if I would have been a Bernie voter. Um, at this point, you know, Ohio, we got our primaries uh, suspended for uh, 
what two months or something. I don't indefinitely, yeah, until June. It's like June something, right yeah. Um, so yeah. I haven't even voted yet, but uh, if I if I had to, I, I don't know if I would have voted for Bernie or for Biden. But you have to respect uh, what Bernie has done, not only um, with himself, like inspiring people, like we just said, but also just as a man in general, like who's in one of the most politically corrupt times in American history. He has been kind of a beacon of like, well, maybe there's still a few good guys out there, even if they are quote unquote socialists. No, man, he's going to stand as an all time legend of the Senate and his presidential runs will be legendary, especially the one that he ran against Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. That one's going to go down for all the wrong reasons, but, um, you know, no, but at the I, same time, I it, was, it might have been the actual inflection point of a lot of messages that will resonate for a very long time. You think so? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I think like when you talk about green policies overall. You say you that like you're so sure. Medicare for all. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I, I am so sure. And I think that you have, dude, let's get, let's talk about it right now. Okay. Because you have moments like these where libertarians can go suck a dick. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I am. I am just up to my ears with that kind of rhetoric because I always have to find out what the opposition's doing. I listen to the Reason podcast, and I, you know, I used to dabble in that kind of idiocy when I was younger. But like, you know, once I started having a heart and understanding what compassion was, I understood that libertarianism was nothing more than greed and selfishness and turning your back on someone when they need you most. Um, yeah. That's how I see it. And the freedom thing, I, I understand. I'm saying, a liberal. But I, I don't. So, but they want, they want to throw stones at everyone. And they're essentially just far right wing Republicans who get to throw stones at the Republicans too. See, that's but my they thing. They never have solutions for everything. They get to, they do, it's, they do get like, to, they get to, uh, kind of espouse an opinion that is absolutely right wing conservative. But then if you say something like, well, I'm not a Republican, I'm libertarian. They're all crooks. They're all crooks. And I can't stand when people hide behind that. Like, that trope of, like, they're all crooks and saying that, like, that doesn't excuse... I can still tell where your your uh, tribalism and your biases lie. You know that, right? Like, calling yourself a libertarian instead of a Republican. Like, you're still a right-winger. Like, you're still saying the same thing. Except now you're saying, well, you know, screw everybody. Because uh, I'm not right. a Republican because, you know, uh, let, let's make marijuana legal. Because, uh, you know, no, no government is necessary. So, like, okay. They're saying, yeah, they're saying that you're too statist for me. Like, they're saying that your your Republicans don't even pass their purity test. But you know what? Yeah, it's, it's almost if like an elitist, way, elitist Republican. You know, like, I'm even better than them. But it, to me, right, what I hear is so I'm informed. even more Republican. That's what I hear from that. So, whatever. I'm even what more right-wing. What I from that is that they are farther away from reality of what actually needs to happen for a public good. They could care less about a public good. They don't understand. Like, if we were living under libertarian regimes for the past 16 years and this thing came, we would all be dead within weeks because nothing would be in place. They would have gutted every rule, regulation, and infrastructure that is available to us at this moment for crises like these. So thank God their influence is minimized whenever possible. Like, I understand if you want to talk about having freedoms and sometimes you want to talk about overreach, but you want to talk about burning it down all the time and that's irresponsible. Right. And yeah, so, yeah the, the 
uh, pointing out problems without solutions. That's that's dead on the nail right there. Because it's always like, well, they're, they're both wrong. They're all crooks. Like, well, then what do you want? Who do you want? You know? And then you for the longest it time, it was they just want to be. They just want to be snarky assholes. And I would love to call out, number one, is this douchebag Nick Gillespie on The Reason. He's like a famous writer for them, and everyone loves this guy. Mm-hmm. He is the number one snarky dickhead with absolutely... No constructive solutions for anything. All all they do is sit there and tear shit down. So I had a couple, I had a couple episodes in the hopper, and it was before this stuff blew up. And I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to see how they dealt with the ramp up to this and how they tried to downplay it. And sure as shit, it was like, oh, next thing you know, we're gonna have to close every business down. And what are we gonna do then? Are we gonna give out bailouts to everybody? And you know what? Yeah, we're going to do that because we're going to make sure that society does not crumble. And they want to talk about how we can't well, do are that we, kind of stuff. Did you see that the, the bill was blocked, actually? The, the, Dems, the Dems started getting a little bit uh, resistant. Now, if you look at the bill, they do have a... They do have some legit concern. There's like $500 billion or something that's going to like basically corporate uh, subsidies again, like there always is. Mm-hmm. So... So you know we we got to bail out the corporations. <clears throat> well, it's a t- it's a fine line, and I it's above my pay grade to determine who gets to stay and who has to go. But you do have to make sure that everyday Americans are taken care of first and foremost. You do, and that if you're going to make people stay home and you're going to make those employers make that decision for them, then that means that they're afforded those protections and those insurances that you're going to make them whole as well because they're offering that safety to their their you know employees. Right. Right. And that's just how it should work and that's fair. Um not to back up right here. I was just going to say you're you're going off about uh, libertarians and Rand Paul uh now diagnosed with uh the first senator diagnosed with uh COVID-19. Absolutely. But a bunch of senators now uh, quarantining themselves, but um it's <laughs> the guy is now uh, basically on uh, government health care. Uh, being taken care of, he's quarantined mm-hmm. himself by the government, and yeah, on our dollar. And on I am, our dollar, I'm happy to pay for his treatment. God. absolutely. I, I, I love it. I'd love to pay for it out of my own pocket. <laughs> that would be nice. This one's on me. Pay it. I forward. got you. I got it's like you. We're man. in the line. It's at on Duncan. me. You got it. There you go. His malaria medicine. I'll take care of that. I'll take care of you, buddy. Don't worry. You're taken care of by me. So yeah, this has been an absolute week for the record books um, across the board. Everything has been crazy. I, I've never, I've never seen anything like this. So no, and and nobody has. And so we're gonna keep an eye out um, day by day. My God, would I love to do this thing daily because there's so much coming at us that I feel like this anything that happened Friday is yes. old. Oh, I feel like I mean, let alone Monday. Monday was a month ago. This is insane. It's it's crazy. So like it's like today we well, couldn't record earlier, so we're recording now, and like four more stories came out. <laughs> well, we were. And thank God we did. Absolutely. The last two things we just talked about. Talk about. <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to talk about the entire state of Ohio going on lockdown, which is what I was presupposing was going to happen by weekend's end. Right. But that wasn't for sure yet until like four in the afternoon or whatever. Exactly. Or the stimulus being blocked. Or Rand Paul having COVID nineteen. Or Harvey Weinstein yeah. having COVID nineteen. All of this stuff <laughs> yeah. just happened. So happens. I guess we have to record at midnight or. Just every day, I don't know, but uh, stick around, uh, stay in touch. We got a lot to talk about, and you got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to go. No, you're going to be there. 
And you know what? In uh, in, in the face of all of the negativity and the, the fear that's kind of circulating the nation, you have to kind of look out your window every once in a while and just remind yourself that everything in this world is not always going to go the wrong way. We're probably going to get through this. You're probably going to get through this. And there's news out there that's good, too. With everyone inside, China's pollution rates are down. The The waters around Venice, Italy are clear. There's dolphins in them. Yeah. Like, it's like Mother it's Nature amazing. is trying to hit reset in the midst of one of these viruses that it looks like the real virus was the humans. And now we're all yeah, stuck in and our we houses. do get a glimpse. <laughs> we get a glimpse into Mother Nature's resiliency as soon as we hit the pause button. As soon button as we hit the pause the button, we lock doing. ourselves inside. So speaking of amazing, you know, bright spots in all of this, there is this 3D printing initiative that I saw. Have you heard about this thing? I have not. All right, so check this out. I think it started in Italy. It was some people who needed these valves for ventilators that keep people alive. You know, the breathing apparatus. Yeah. Well, they couldn't find the valves and they're under lockdown and the supply chains are all fucked up. They started 3D printing them. And then when they found out that it worked, they made it open source and now anyone can print them. That's great. And so then what they did, they got these large online initiatives together and they're making entire ventilators with people who have 3D printers and warehouse space big enough. So people are lending warehouse space, they're lending their 3D printers, they're lending their knowledge. It's all this brain power that's going into replacing all the resources that the private sector isn't able to do themselves in terms of production in the time scale that we need it done. Yeah, it's actually very cool. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like... Human ingenuity is coming in all different directions. Whatever can be done, you know, to tackle this thing is is happening. And so it is. It's kind of a war effort thing. And it is a war that will take us out depending on our preparedness. Uh, right. Well, we're finally getting the test kits and stuff. But, yeah, like the healthcare workers out there, these, these people are at war, man. So, like, thank your local nurses and doctors and people who are out there on the front lines right now because they're really putting themselves at risk. And we've needed them now more than ever. And they're showing up, man. So Absolutely. And anyone who's still out there working. If you're working in a restaurant, and you're putting yourself at risk. Absolutely. Grocery like, stores, restaurants, people. delivery trucks. Grocery stores. Mailmen. If they still have to do their job, they are more at risk. And, you know, they probably don't want to be out there except for the fact that they have a duty that they might feel the need to fulfill. Other than that, man, it's tough going. And you got to feel for them. Right. Now it's so yeah a whole new walk of life of people that we can appreciate. So it's not all negativity. So no sir, no sir. Well, you're you need to remember to stay safe. Remember to stay inside. Remember to do the six foot social distancing. But don't get consumed yep. by the fear because uh, we're all in this together and we're all going to come out of it together. Hopefully too. That's right. I completely agree. Spring has sprung pretty close, so let's get out there, and it's nothing but fresh air for the next two weeks for this guy. Yeah. If nothing, stand on your front steps and just breathe it in, and uh, we will talk to you in a week. All right. For Mr. Pete Crawford, this is Ron Cabuno, and this is the Born to be Mild podcast. I would like to thank Ryan Little for our soundtrack. Uh, you can check him out at SoundCloud. And please, for the love of God, give us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Anyone that does that, send me your email to the to the podcast website, and I will send you a, a free roll of toilet paper. You know, just send a self-addressed <laughs> stamp envelope or whatever. I'll wipe that down with a Kleenex or whatever, you know, with a wipe when it gets here, and we'll get that out to you as soon as we can. 
Uh, thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.